Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam Up Wrestling. Myself, Supreet, and this is the NXT review for February 5th, 2020. If this is your first time on the channel, then make sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on the bell for all notifications. We here in Slam Up Wrestling cover all pro wrestling related stuff, including reviews for Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW Dynamite, and New Japan as well. So, show kicks off with the 2020 Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic winners. The Broserweights. The Broserweights arrive in a custom golf cart with a dusty cup behind it. Matt Riddle says they have been celebrating all week, and he calls the cart the Broserweight Mobile. It's a thing now. Dunn says he never expected to be in a tag team with Riddle, but look at them now. Riddle responded, "It was meant to be, bro." Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish arrive. They don't acknowledge them as real tag teams. Kyle wants to fight now, but Roderick Strong comes out to change their mind. Bobby Fish says they have bigger fish to fry. Riddle jokes that Bobby Fish said the word fish. He asks Pete, "How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish?" Riddle gets the crowd to chant that. Dunn says all that matters is that they're gonna smoke the undisputed era at Takeover Portland. First of all, Riddle and Dunn is a great tag team, not just in ring but in the entertainment side as well. Anything Matt Riddle says is gold, and Pete Dunn always delivers by just keeping a serious face. A very fun way to open the show. First match of the night was Angel Garza versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. They get right to the action, working through counters until Garza cuts him off. Scott counters back into an avalanche rana and teases the dive and follows with the super kick. Garza cuts off the dive and to the floor they go. He drop kicks Scott to the steps and back in. Garza follows his strikes. He grounds things but Scott fights to his feet and transitions into an armbar. Garza escapes, delivers stomps and strikes. They trade. Garza cuts him off and works him over in the corner. He follows with chops. Scott fires back. Trips him up, but Garza counters the head scissors into a slam. The pants are off. The super kick follows, and that gets two. Scott counters the slingshot suplex and hits the German. A flat lander and covers for two. Scott follows with chops, kicks, strikes, and an injury. Garza cuts him off with a super kick. They trade strikes, and Garza follows with head butts until Scott counters into a sit-out driver for two. Scott lays the boots to Garza. Garza fires back. They work up top, and Garza throws his pants at Scott. House call by Scott, and that gets two. Scott fires up, and Garza counters and crosses Scott. The wing clipper finishes it, and that was it. This was a really good match. Garza was the right man to win here. I don't mind Garza going on to win back the cruiserweight championship from Jordan Devlin, cause putting that title on one of the most over guy on the roster. Will further elevate the title, so that's my take. Post match, Garza gets on the mic. He said that he beat Scott, took out his cousin Humberto Carrillo, and also took out Rey Mysterio. Since he didn't lose the cruiserweight championship, he wants it back, and he will be watching Jordan Devlin tonight. Undisputed era bully random workers while searching for Tommaso Ciampa. Some guy is getting a haircut in the back, and Roderick Strong shaves and screws it up. Poor guy. We get a video package for Mercedes Martinez. 
Dominic Dijakovic vs Killian Dane. They brawl right away as Dane charges Dijakovic. He follows his strikes. Dijakovic counters back and follows his strikes. Dijakovic gets dumped and Dane follows him out. But Dijakovic posts him. Dijakovic hits a cannonball off the steps and back in. Dane hits a divide. Post commercial and Dijakovic does a falcon arrow and a choke bomb for two. Dijakovic heads up top and Dane cuts him off. Follows him up and hits a superplex. Dijakovic fires back, they trade kicks and Dijakovic covers for two. Dijakovic up top and the moonsault misses. Chops by Dane and the senton follows. Dijakovic cuts off the radar bomb, hits feast your eyes and that's it. As Dijakovic was celebrating, commentators announced that Dijakovic has earned a shot at Keith Lee's North American Championship at TakeOver Portland. Keith Lee comes out and both men have a stare down on the stage. Undisputed Era is still searching for Champa. They ask Kushida if he knows where Champa is. They get annoyed, he doesn't answer and start attacking him. He attacks and Cole slams him through a crate. Bronson Reed shows up and they want no issue but Strong hits a jumping knee to lay him out. Mono Ronaldo interviews Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor via split screens, typical WWE fashion. Balor says he heard Gargano back at the end of last year. Gargano says he counted down the days for 3 months. Balor says he wanted it for 4 years because Johnny Takeover is not worth the hype and that he's not the next Finn Balor. Johnny Gargano says he is the first Johnny Gargano and the first Triple Crown winner in NXT. Balor doesn't care if this is match of the year or not as Gargano says he sees the right Balor in his eyes. That's the NXT Balor, not the guy who lost 17 times in a row to Bobby Lashley on Monday Night Raw. Oof. Balor says that Finn Balor is dead and this will be Johnny's last match of his life. Johnny said that he will drive the NXT flag through Balor's heart. Balor responded saying that he has no heart. Some great exchange of words from both men. I was like when they say those below the bed lines that can make any promo interesting. Moving on we had Mercedes Martinez versus Casey Cadenzaro. Casey tries to use her speed at the start but Martinez hits the spine buster for two. She follows with strikes but Casey counters the suplex into a drop kick. The Rana follows and Martinez cuts her off until Casey hits the Rana into a cradle for two. Martinez counters the springboard dumping Casey to the floor. Martinez pulls her, slams her to the apron and the barricade. Back in Martinez hits the fisherman's buster for the win and that was it. Kathy Kelly asks Rhea Ripley about the Charlotte Flair challenge. Rhea says her focus tonight is on the face-off with Bianca Belair, but it's nice of the queen to show up. Backstage, the Undisputed Era are looking for Champa. He sneaks up behind him and takes one out. The rest attack and he manages to get it down to just Cole. They brawl to the arena. Champa slams his head on the announce table, but before he can do more, the rest of the era show up and beat him down. They get him in the ring but the Brozovets come out to help. Security breaks things up and out comes William Regal. He announces a six man tag team match for the main event. 
they continue to fight through the crowd again until security finally gets control jordan devlin versus tyler breeze devlin attacks before the match and we go to commercial back from commercial devlin is beating down breeze he works him over in the corner follows his strikes until breeze fires back with kicks and covers for two devlin cuts him off in the corner works a butterfly lock until breeze escapes attacks the knees and grounds the champion he pulls devlin's knee back in and breeze continues to work the knee devlin counters back hits a backbreaker and covers for two the trail strikes chops and breeze hits a drop kick for two he grounds devlin devlin fights to his feet and breeze then dumps him breeze follows him out but devlin counters into a pk and the moon salt to the floor back in devlin delivers strikes chops and breeze fires back as the trail Yuranagi and a standing moonsault by Devlin and that gets to post commercial Devlin starts attacking the arm of Breeze Breeze fights off the Devlin side and it's a super kick and a drop kick he follows with a close line for two they work up top Devlin counters and the high cross follows but Breeze rolls through into the cradle for two Devlin counters into a standing Spanish fly and that gets to he heads up top and the moonsault eats feet as Breeze gets the half crab Devlin escapes but it's a super kick as Breeze counters for two. The amputee is countered but Breeze hits a knee strike. Devlin fights back and the swing shot cutter gets two. The trade headbutt by Devlin and the Devlin side finishes it. Good match is got good at the end. I'm really impressed with Devlin's work as of late and this says why he's a big favorite of both Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And that's the reason they gave the Cruiserweight title in the first place. And it's great that he's performing in front of a bigger audience. Bianca Belair is out. She's saying that Rhea must have forgotten that she is facing her in Portland because she is too busy going to Raw. She said she doesn't care about any queen and she wants Rhea now. Charlotte Flair arrives to a huge reaction. Charlotte says she respects her. and puts her over as an amazing athlete but says she is not charlotte bianca is happy they are talking about her but points out that rhea overlooked her rhea rip interrupts bianca steps in front of charlotte to confront rhea charlotte puts her hand in her face to get in her way and bianca laughs at this rhea says she is all about dropping the queen at mania bianca interrupts to tell charlotte that she doesn't even go here Rhea is wrong to think she's going to run through Bianca at Takeover as Bianca says it will be her and Charlotte at Mania and she can't whoop her Charlotte says it's a conversation for champions so Bianca should stay to the side and fix her braid Rhea says she didn't disrespect Charlotte on Raw so she can't come here and disrespect them she says her and Bianca will tear each other apart at Takeover but there's a saying that you forgot we are NXT Bianca and Charlotte and they combine to drop her with, with an electric chair face buster Afterwards Rhea and Bianca have a stare down and that was it Interesting segment Bianca was the star of the whole thing and it looks like WWE is milking this out as possible with Charlotte still not making the decision whom to face at WrestleMania It's like for example when the Undertaker when he won the royal rumble in 2007 he was going to all three brands 
and confronting the world champions for weeks after going with the obvious pick that was Batista. Same situation here. It's obvious at this point that Charlotte is gonna go after the NXT Women's Championship. And seeing this segment here, they teased a potential triple threat match at WrestleMania. Which I don't like because it's the whole WrestleMania 35 situation all over again. I would rather prefer Rhea vs Charlotte at Mania, so that's my take on this whole situation. And we'll get a clear picture after TakeOver Portland is done. Main event time, the Brotherweights and Tommaso Ciampa vs The Undisputed Era. They all brawl before the bell on the floor, done suplexes fish on the apron, riddle knee strikes Kyle and they beat down Roddy. The match officially begins as Kyle attacks Ciampa from behind and follows with ground and pound. Ciampa cuts him off, Riddle tags him and Fish joins him as they trade strikes. Riddle pulls an arm bar but Fish counters out and Cole is in and double team follows. Dunn runs wild on Cole, takes out Fish but Roddy attacks and posts him. Back in and the UE take the heat on Dunn. Center Atomico by Fish, Dunn slowly battles back, tags in Riddle and he runs wild with kicks on everyone. The Exploder follows, hits another and then it's Brotons. The era regroup on the floor, back in and Riddle maintains control until Fish cuts him off and tags in Cole. The neckbreaker follows for two, Kyle tags in, follows with kicks as they ground Riddle and take the heat. Riddle tries to fire back, Cole tags him and keep him grounded. Kyle back in and double team follows for two, Riddle and Kyle trade Germans and work into a double down. Strong distracts the ref as the faces get pulled to the floor to stop attack. Dunn is back in and runs wide on Cole and suplexes Kyle onto Cole. The moonshot misses, Cole cuts him off and the Panama Sunrise is countered. Cole battles back, hits the standing last shot and that gets two. Dunn fights off the high-low, tags in Champa and he runs wide on Fish and Kyle and he runs wild. Dunn's Fish and suplexes Kyle. He cuts off strong and hits Polish Champa on Kyle for two. It breaks down. Champa lets Cole tag in and they brawl. It breaks down. Cole hits super kicks and hits a lariat. Strong attacks for the DQ and that was it. This was a fun six-man tag team match. A preview of sort of what's to come at Tagore Portland. They also continued some story in the post-match angle. Post-match we get a big brawl as Cole spray paints an X mark on Champa's back looking for revenge. Then the lads go out. And the 2-5-20 video appears and it turns into a Velutin Dean's face. He's on the top rope and leaves out taking out everyone. Hits some super kicks and hit a Dream Valley driver. He poses for the crowd and stands tall. And in a tribute to Ravishing Recruit, he has strong swipe Marina Shafir and his baby boy Troy printed onto his tights. Cool little segment closing the show. So that was NXT. Another good show for NXT. The TakeOver Portland card is looking greater than ever with the addition of Keith Lee vs Dominic Dajakovic. The downfall of Undisputed Era continues now that Wellington Dream is back. The women's segment with Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair was good and I think we'll get a clearer picture about this situation after TakeOver Portland is done. So what did you guys think about NXT this week? Let me know in the comment section below or on social media. You can find Slam Up Wrestling on Twitter at SlamUpW, Instagram at SlamUpWrestling, or podcasts and reviews are mainly audio based 
And if you don't want your YouTube app running for that, then you can catch Slime of Wrestling on Anchor and Spotify as well. And if you are watching on YouTube, then make sure to like this video. The like goes for this video at 10 likes, so make sure you do that. And we'll see you guys next time.